Broadway Sword Podcast, the hockey podcast that talks about Buffalo Sabres and New York Rangers hockey, hosted by John Scuzo. everybody and welcome back to another episode of the Broadway Sword Podcast. I'm your host John Scusa, and today we're just going to give some final thoughts on the Sabres season as they closed out on the last call for their legendary broadcaster Rick Jenneret. And then we pr- talk about the Rangers end of the season and preview what they will do in the playoffs and their first round matchup against the Pittsburgh Penguins. So let's just get into the Sabres. So a couple thoughts on the Sabres. Like I said, they ended their season last night, and they won 3-2 on what was Rick Jenneret's final call for as the or for the Buffalo Sabres as their legendary broadcaster. He had been broadcasting Sabres games on radio and television for such a long time, 51 years, basically since the team had come into existence. He was the only other common staple besides the team's name for as long as the Sabres have been around. So the Sabres ended up winning 3-2 in overtime against the Chicago Blackhawks. Oh, I'm sorry. Hang on. They won 3-2 in overtime, as Rick Jenneret would put it. It was really cool to watch him do his final call. Every time the Sabres scored, they would pan to a little camera of him making the call on the goal. And he had a very good send-off last night after the game. The, the the rink was packed last night, and he just, you know, you could tell he was very emotional, and, you know, he had dedicated 51 years of his life to the Buffalo Sabres and calling them and making some iconic calls for them, and, you know, he what a great career for him. You know, he's up there with, with some of the greatest hockey broadcasters of all time, and he just he he had. A, I'm glad the Sabers were able to win and send him off on a win. Actually, an interesting tidbit. So his very first game in the 1971 season, his first call, the Sabers won. And then on 51 years later, as he end there, as he ends his tenure as the Sabers broadcaster, they end on a win as well. So good for RJ. Good for the Sabers. Some quick thoughts on the Sabers. There's excitement around them. They. Are, they turned it around halfway through the season. They looked better. They, you could see the promise. And as if you're a Sabres fan, you should be excited for them. They have a lot of cap space. They could go out. They can sign a couple good free agents or even maybe a big free agent this offseason and just add to this young, energetic, fun team to watch. So I'm excited to see what they're going to do in the offseason and how they're going to be next year. Next year, they could make some noise and you know could be a fringe playoff team if everything goes right for them and they stay healthy. So that is a wrap on the Sabres season. They finish this year with a record of 32-39-11. That's not a bad season for a rebuilding team. Another tidbit, they actually will have two top 16 picks in this year's draft because there's their own. And there's also the Vegas Golden Knights, who in their first year of history did not make the playoffs this year. Because of the Jack Eichel trade, because they got a first-round pick, the Sabres will now have two draft lottery picks 
this upcoming year. And as long as Vegas' pick isn't a top 10 pick, the Sabres will have two top 16 picks because that pick is top 10 or yeah, top 10 protected. So interesting to see. The Sabres are very excited. There, this could be a really big offseason for them. And like I said, they could make a lot of noise next year if they stay healthy. So on to the Rangers. So the Rangers down the stretch looked a little, you know, they were shaking up a little bit. They lost three straight games in a row. They lost to the Boston Bruins 3-1. They lost to the Carolina Hurricanes. Carolina clinched the Metropolitan Division that night with a 4-3 win. And then the next night they lost 4-3 to the Montreal Canadiens. But they do finish the game on a, uh, the season on a high note with a 3-2 win over the Washington Capitals. And keep the Capitals at the wild card position where they will be taking on the Carolina Hurricane. Yeah, they will be taking on the Carolina Hurricanes in the first round. So the Rangers' first round matchup for them will be the Pittsburgh Penguins. So a team that they have just dominated all uh, all season long, and a team that you know on paper you think, oh my God, the Rangers are going to beat them, but. That Pittsburgh team is a very experienced Pittsburgh team, and they have a lot of great players. Sidney Crosby, Degeni Malkin, Chris Letang, they've won three Stanley Cups together. Brian Russ is a great player. Jake Gensel is a great player, just to name a few. Tristan Jari had a pretty good year. So this, you know, this could be a matchup where on paper, like a lot of Ranger fans are like, oh, Rangers in five. Now I think yes. Do the do I think the Rangers win this series? Yes. My prediction is Rangers win in six, because this is you know yes. Pittsburgh is is been a little bit weaker to the Rangers this year. Rangers took the season series three one this year, and the only loss was a one nothing loss in Pittsburgh. However, though this like I said, this is a very experienced Pittsburgh team with you know. For sure, two Hall of Famers, maybe even three with Chris Letang, but Getty Malkin and Sidney Crosby, they're, you know, they know how to do it. They know how to get it done in the playoffs. And this is a very young and not as playoff inexperienced, as a very inexperienced playoff team, the New York Rangers. The probably the most playoff experience is between Chris Kreider, uh, Mika Sabanajev, uh, Artemi Panarin, Andrew Kopp, you know, they, they're, 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 their heavy hitters have playoff experience, but you also got a lot of young guys like Lafreniere, Kapo, Kako, Igor Shesterkin, you know, these, the kids don't have a lot of playoff experience and playoff hockey is a lot different than what is done in the regular season. So it should be interesting. Um, the Rangers, like I said, I still think the Rangers have the edge. I think they're going to win in six. I would not get as cocky as five. I, I will go conservatively six. I don't think it goes seven. I think the Rangers take it in six. I think, to be honest, I think the Rangers take first two at home. They probably split in Pittsburgh, and then they win the uh, – they probably lose two in Pittsburgh, and then they kind of like split. And they take, they'll take one in Pittsburgh, and they'll win th- their three home games, and that will be the series for them. So – I think the like I said, I think the Rangers are going to do well. A lot of hype around this. Very like different atmosphere. It's been a while for Rangers fans to see a Rangers team that's going into the playoffs, and you're super excited about them. 
like you know like the towards the end they they make the playoffs but they'd backdoor in and then they you know they would lose to teams like Pittsburgh that just went on to win the cup or lose to teams like Washington or no they would no they dominated Washington never mind Pittsburgh will definitely give them some fits so a tail of the tape via NHL news on Twitter so the tail of the tape for the Rangers and the Pittsburgh Penguins it is three one and oh to head to head for the Rangers a .667 points percentage for the Rangers. Pittsburgh has the goals for per games per played with 3.265 compared to the Rangers 305. The Rangers had the second best goals against slash in games played with 2.49 compared to Pittsburgh's 2.7. The Rangers have the better power play with the fourth best power play in the league, and but the Pittsburgh Penguins have the third best penalty kill in the league at 85%. So. It's going to be a back-and-forth series. Thank God the Rangers, uh, their 5-on-5 five five play is a lot better. If, the, if you talk to me about the Rangers pre-5-on-5 five five, uh, or pre-5-on-5 you know, five pre-deadline, I would say, I don't like this series. This is not going to be good. But they look a lot better. They rested a lot of players. Coppin, uh, Panarin got a little banged up down the stretch. But they seem to be ready to go. Capococco came back. Lafreniere was starting to produce a little bit. You know, the kids in that game against the Washington Capitals where they won 3-2 in regulation against the Capitals team that was fighting for a playoff spot and fighting for, fighting for playoff position, you know, to get higher up and play the Rangers in the first round. They were able to take care of them. Now, mind you, they were without Alexander Ovechkin, who they need healthy for the playoffs. But however, that's still a very good Capitals, a very good experienced Capitals team that they beat 3-2 and came back down from 2-1 to to end up beating them. So this will be an interesting series for the Rangers as they open up on March, or I'm sorry, May 2nd at 7 o'clock at Madison Square Garden. So... That will be it for this episode of the Broadway Sword Podcast. Thank you for listening, and I will see you on the next one.